Good Shepherd Sermon for Sunday, February 5th, 2023. Pastor Paul Talbert. Good Shepherd Lutheran Church and School is located in Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, in the United States. Our mission is simple and bold. We seek to grow in faith and knowledge of our Savior Jesus. We want to make him known to others so that they too may share the joys that Jesus has won for them. Here's Pastor. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. God's word for our consideration this morning is going to be taken from two different parts of the Bible readings that you heard. So you'll have those. You can go and read those at home. You can use that little insert of that hymn as a way to help focus your minds as you're going through. And I'm going to take a part of Psalm 111. It says, Great are the deeds of the Lord. They are studied by all who delight in them. I can remember when I looked at that verse, oh, I don't know, college. And I thought, oh, that'd be kind of cool. Just, And then it dawned on me the words that God chose to use there. He didn't say, great are the works of the Lord. They are remembered by people, or they are really cool, or they are jaw-dropping, or they are, oh, man, they make you think. No, no, no. Great are the works of the Lord. They are studied. Huh. I'm in college. I don't like to hear that word studied because that means there's an exam coming up. And I don't know. But God's word says his works. Everything he's ever made, everything he's ever said, everything he's ever done, his works are studied by those who delight in them. Hmm. Studied. So we have to ask ourselves, first of all, do you study them? Then taking a step back, do you you delight in them? You know, when someone has a newborn baby, you don't have to ask the mom whether the baby has all the fingers and toes. You don't have to ask the mom, oh, is the baby have curly hair? She knows. Mom has studied that baby. She knows in and out. She knows the dimples. She knows the giggles. She has listened to that baby. She's watched that baby move and blink and smile. She loves that baby. She knows all about that baby. And then when that baby starts to grow up, she looks at that baby even more. And as the baby grows up and gets to be a young adult, she studies that even more because that child is different from every other child on the planet. How awesome is that? And the Lord has given that child to mom to bring up, to get to know Jesus better. It's a study that you do on something that you love. It is not a chore. It is just something that you need to do because you want to Bless that person and be blessed in turn. That's how it is with God and his word. So do you remember? Do you remember how the Lord promised Abraham that he would have many, many people from his family? Although Abraham was getting close to 100 years old and his wife was just as old as he was and all wrinkly and there were no kids. For almost a century, no kids. So God tells this guy who has no kids, you're going to be a father of so many people, 
Step outside, take a look at the clouds at night. No, no, wait till they part. I want you to see the stars. You're not going to be able to count how many kids, just like you can't count those stars. Oh, you want to know, Abraham, you may have a hard time. Look at the sand on the seashore. Can you count the sand on the seashore? That's how many children you're going to have. Do you remember that? Do you remember how God kept his promise? It seemed to be a long time coming. They went down to Egypt a couple years later. And what happened in Egypt? They started to grow, multiply. And then Pharaoh came along who didn't remember God, didn't remember God's people, didn't remember any blessings. And he tried to butcher God's people. God remembered his promise. Do you remember? Do you remember how the Lord turned the Nile River into a torrent of blood? And now they, they can't worship that false god anymore because it stinks. It's blood. Do you remember how God used a battalion of bugs to conquer those people as he sent a plague of locusts that were without number and they ate everything that was green? Do you remember? Do you remember how God sent his death angel and there was great mourning in every house that had a bloodless door, but not in Egypt where the people of Israel were because they had remembered God's promise that if you put blood on the doorposts and the frames, the death angel would pass over. Do you remember? Do you remember how God continued to keep his promise when they went into the wilderness and they complained? They, compl they complained because they were thirsty. Oh, man, I'm so thirsty. So what did God do? He squeezed a huge rock until a river of water flowed from that rock and fed all the animals and the people and the little babies. Do you remember how they complained? There's no food. So God sent them miraculous food every morning for 40 years. Do you remember the miracles that God did to keep his people alive? And the little bonuses. This week, for some reason, in our household, we were talking about shoes. Came to church, people were talking about shoes. <laughs> Do you remember the, how God did a little miracle for them? While they're wandering for 40 years in the wilderness, we're told one little verse, God preserved it so that their shoes did not wear out. Uh, I've been here just a little over 30 years. I tell you, I bought a lot of shoes already because my shoes wore out. Imagine that, a little quiet miracle that God did without anybody asking. Do you remember? Do you remember how when they finally came to where God was leading them, God decided to come on in as a, at the head of a huge thunderstorm, cloudy kind of thing, full of lightning and fire, and he landed on top of the mountain, and then he lit the top of the mountain on fire, and the whole thing's shaking. And the people said, that's nice, God's up there, you go up and see, you see him, Moses. I don't want to see him. Too scary for me. Do you remember how God called him into that fiery tornado of glory and he gave to him the written word of the living God with his own finger on stone so Moses would have the word of God and be able to share it with God's people. Do you remember? Do you remember how they didn't listen? 
Do you remember how when they finally got to the promised land, they were still kind of scared? And the Lord said, no. Do you remember how they walked through the water of the river on dry ground? Do you remember when they came to that huge, huge, huge city called Jericho? Do you remember how they followed God's plan to level that terrible city? He sent the marching band. And they would march around it and go back home. And march around it and go back home. Day after day until the last day, they would march around it seven times. And then God says, at that time, I want you to say, thank you, Lord, for giving us this city. Do you remember how the walls fell down? Do you remember? Do you remember that in that lesson that God was teaching them, he gave them a place to worship. Do you remember how it was made with the hair of animals? And there was a golden tree that was lit. Do you remember that? Do you remember the promised blessing coming true again and again and again? Do you remember how after God leveled that city and they took over, God used them to get rid of that terrible idolatry that was butchering children and, and worshiping false gods. Do you remember that? Do you remember how God preserved them? Do you remember how God said that there were going to be greater works that were going to happen? Do you remember the New Testament and God's greater works? Do you remember how God disarmed the principalities and the powers that were stead against us by offering up his one and only son on a cross. Do you remember that? Do you remember how he freely shed his blood as the Lamb of God so that when death hits us, eternal death will have to pass over us because we trust what Jesus did on that cross? Do you remember? Do you remember that he's making a his temple out of us today. We are the light of the world. He didn't say you are acting like a light. He said you are the light of the world. Wow. So this psalm, Psalm 111, and I hope you'll go home and look at that. No, no, no. I actually hope you'll go home and study that because there's so much in there I can't get to today. It's a psalm from A to Z that lets you know how awesome our God is. Every in the original language, every verse starts with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So it's like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. It's an A to Z of God and how God promises things and then how God keeps his promises. Jesus came as was promised in the Garden of Eden. Jesus came to the city and the county that was prophesied by Malachi. Jesus came into Jerusalem riding on a colt, the foal of a donkey, just like was prophesied in Zechariah. Do you remember that the Messiah who was prophesied was taken and beaten and spit on, not because he'd done anything wrong, but because he's a good shepherd who wants to rescue us. And we scratch our heads, why does he want to rescue us? We're sinners. We don't even keep the first commandment. 
You ask anybody, what are you worried about today? And they'll tell you what they're worried about today. Even though Christians know worrying is a sin. It breaks the first commandment. And yet God sent his son to take away that sin. And why did he do that? Because he wants me in his heaven. He wants you in his heaven. Why does he want us in his heaven? Because he loves us. Do you remember how Isaiah prophesied he would be pierced? How there would be a, a quick wrapping up of his body, tossing to a tomb, and then do you also remember from the book of Psalms how he would come to life again? This is the day the Lord has made. That's talking about Easter. Do you remember how Jesus kept on showing up doing miracles and teaching for 40 days until he went back to heaven, ascended to heaven. Do you remember how that happened? That's the light of God's word. That's the light he wants us to know. Do you remember the word that for a study, I love that word, it, it means to look at in such a way that you're going to really, really take note of that. You're going to look at everything about it. You're going to study it and find out all the details about it, not just what it looks like, but where it came from and all the things around it, the context. And that's why on this little stand, I have this. This is a picture. And this is a picture of me standing next to somebody. Somebody close to my heart. And I look at this picture and I say, oh, that's Donna. That's my wife. How awesome is that? And I think that's beautiful. I'm her husband. Of course I should think that, right? But when I look at this, I look at more than just this. I understand the context. I have studied this person. I learned as much as I could before we got married, and we're still learning about each other. You study what you love. So I'm looking at this, and I say, I'm blessed by this person. Every day I'm blessed by this person. My kids are blessed by this person. And our grandkids are blessed by this person. And all of their friends, they're blessed by this person. God has chosen to bless other people through her, like you. Like a, the families connected to our school. Like future generations of children who will be retelling what she has been teaching them in school about who Jesus is. <laughs> what an awesome God we serve. I get all of that because I studied this picture. I learned who this person is. How do you teach this? How do you teach that to others? If you're a mom or a dad and you're living in America, you make use of a lot of things like uh, little children's stories, like the three little pigs. Remember the three little pigs? Do you remember the three little pigs? And they're, they're going to go out. The, the dad says, it's time to go out and build your own house. So they say, all right, we're out of here, dad. And they go out to build their own house. And first one builds it out of straw. Next one builds it out of sticks. And the last one builds it out of bricks. Takes him a little bit longer, a little more sweaty. 
So along comes a wolf. The wolf is not invited. The wolf wants to come for dinner having bacon and pork chops. So what does the wolf do? He comes up to the first house of, stone, of, uh, of straw, and he says, little pig, little pig, let me come in. And the little pig says, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. And then I'm going to huff and puff and blow the house down. And he huffs and he puffs and he blows the house of straw down. And that little pig goes running over to the sky. And he goes in the house of sticks and they shut the door. And then the big wolf comes and he says, ah, seconds. Little pigs, little pig, let me come in. Not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. And then what happens? He huffs and he puffs. And it blows that door down. The whole house just falls down. And those guys run to the next one. What happens next? You can tell your children, well, what happens next is they huff and they puff and they blow and huff and they puff and they blow and huff and puff and it doesn't blow down. Now, there's a couple different ways that that story ends. One of them is just that modern day, they're just, the wolf just sits down out front. He is exhausted from huffing and puffing. Another way is that the, he tries to sneak around go in through the chimney and come down and hit some hot water and goes, whoo, I'm out of here. No matter how the story ends, the three pigs who are in that house of brick are safe and the wolf is out of there. You can use that simple story to explain to your children and grandchildren and next door neighbors and to remind yourself that God's word is like that brick house. It's a wonderful place to be in God's Word because when you are in God's Word, He reminds you again and again that all of your sin, and He knows it better than anybody else, is paid for. It's done. You don't have to worry about a single thing. You're getting into heaven because of what Jesus did for you. Wow. That has an effect on my life. That has an effect on your life. The effect is this. Jesus said, hmm, I gotta get my, here it is. You are the light of the world. You're the sun. When people look at you, they see the sun shining over the whole world. It's hard to look at you because you are the light of the world. A city located on a hill cannot be hidden. People do not light a lamp and put it under a basket. No, they put it on a stand. It gives light to all who are in the house in the same way. Let your light shine in people's presence that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. What do they see when they look at your life? Do they see piles and piles and piles of good works that you just love to do. You know, many families make sure that the, the good stuff that happens is recorded sometimes in pictures like this. And then whenever they gather for, um, oh, for uh, baptisms or for marriages or for funerals, when they all gather, they, they start to tell stories. If any of you are here when the Lord takes me home, they'll tell stories. Listen kindly. The reason they tell stories is because they want to learn from those who have gone before. 
They want to learn from those who aren't there at the moment. So I, I tell you a story about my Uncle Gene or my Aunt Ella. I can tell you stories about that so that you will be blessed by their incredibly blessed life because they were tight with Jesus. The Lord says this, He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. Everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, you may have hope. All scripture is wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is useful and God-breathed, useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Why? So that the man of God may be equipped, thoroughly equipped, for every good work. The good works don't get you into heaven. Jesus has already done that. But he wants us to be a whole flood of good works on this planet. The light of God's word. First of all, do you see it? God has made it sure that it's all recorded for you. You can go back again and again. If your memory is fading, if you don't quite remember how did that all stuff, you can go back and read it for yourself. God has stuck so many wonderful promises in there. Listen to this promise. Even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come. And Jesus Christ, crucified and risen, the one who died and rose again for us, this is what he says. This is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. That's a promise from the living God who died for you. That's a promise who came back to life for you. That's a promise. Do you see it? Do you share it? In Jesus' name, so let us live this week. Amen.